Welcome, baseball family. This week we have the stove warming again. Hall of Fame stuff and three teams we hate right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am Brad, and I'm here as usual with our guy, Brig. How are you today, Brig? Happy, 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 happy. <laughs> I'm hanging good. in there. I'm hanging in there. I think we're both playing hurt today. I've been had this ridiculous sore throat yeah. for like three days now. Yeah. But I'm here. I'm ready to steer. So let's weigh anchor and hoist the sails. Here we go, Brig. Are you ready to roll? That was beautifully said. I really. I am. hope you're ready because <laughs> I'm on meds and I'm ready to roll. So, That's right. <laughs> but before we get too deep into things, let's talk about Chinook. One thing we like to ask our guests on our show. Is about their favorite sunflower seeds. Well, we have some favorites around here. My favorite is Hatch Chili Brig. Yours, I'm assuming, is still Parmesan Parma pepper. Pep. Absolutely. Forever and ever. Both are delicious seed flavors from Chinook Seedery. Because we love them so much, we reached out and have partnered with Chinook Seedery so you can get the best seeds at a discounted price. In addition to our favorite flavors, you can try their original jalapeno ranch, smokehouse barbecue, lemon pepper, cinnamon toast, which is mm, so mm-hmm. good. And, of course, a dill pickle. Go to ChinookCedary.com and use code BTPOD at checkout to get 10% off your order and support the show. Again, that is ChinookCedary.com. Use code BTPOD at checkout and get 10% off your order. Get the best seeds ever. Not just saying that because they legit are. They really are. Can confirm. Can confirm. That's a Texas size 10-4. Okay. (laughs) Um, We have a, a PSA for you. 58 days until opening day. That is less than 60, which is less than two months. For those of you keeping track out there, all you actuaries, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be here before we know it. We have what? Uh, t- pitchers and catchers reporting what? 10 days and then 23 okay. days from spring training games starting. Right. 23 days from today. And you know, Brig, today I was looking at my schedule during spring training because I'm taking some days off to go to games. And I'm going to be going to more games this year than I have the rest of my life combined in spring oh, training. Yeah. That's bangerang, Rufio. It's going to go is. down. Yeah, yeah, it is bangerang, Peter. You're right. <laughs> okay. So, first things first, we have the stove is once again warming. Show sure enough. For some people, for these guys, <laughs> not so much. Cody Bellinger. <laughs> Nothing. Blake Snell, one offer, turned it down. Jordan Montgomery, zilch. And Matt Chapman somehow has not garnered any interest either. And if there's interest, it's not very loud. Right. The thing is, though, these guys all all have one thing in common. What is that, Brig? They are Scotty B clients. Scotty B clients. I don't think it's a coincidence. Nope, it's not. Because... The asking price for Scotty B clients is always above market value. And if there is no market, there is no value. So somebody just sitting on their hands, waiting, just waiting it out until spring training is even more around the corner than it is at this moment. Yep. And I think that they're going to come out and they're going to be like, look, you've got no other offers. What else are you going to do? He's going to want to get into spring training ASAP. Yep. Well, especially Jordan Montgomery. Pitchers and catchers report in 10 days. Dude, yes. like 10 days to figure it out. Like I know. We can't, we can't be waiting around anymore. 
Blake Snell. He's got to have a hey, place to go. That's right. Right. Oh man, dude. Yeah. It's bonkers. It is absolutely bananas that I, and I don't want to, I don't, I don't think it's collusion, but like maybe <laughs> it could be, it could There's, be. Possible. There is a chance. And yeah. but you know what though? I'm surprised that it's taken this long for it to happen for teams to get together and be like, no, we're not going to play your game. Right. Because you are the problem. Yeah, we want your guy, but we don't want you. Yeah, and so hopefully, what this will do this will, I I would love if eventually guys are just like like the players. Yeah, they're like, we're like the juice up. is not worth the squeeze. Yeah, to be with this guy because teams yeah. don't want to work with him. They'll work with me. Teams don't want to work with him. He doesn't have my best interest in in mind. I'll go he with somebody else who can get me paid. Right. Because yeah, anybody can get right. you paid. For if sure. you're good enough, anybody can get you paid. Look at Otani's contract. That was yeah. not a Scott Boris contract. Mike Trout, that was not a Scott Boris contract. Right. So you don't need him to get paid anymore. Nope. Nope. But he did build his reputation in a time where you kind of did need Scotty B on your team. Right. You did. So the yeah. tables have turned. That's the thing now. It's How not that it tables. wasn't all. It's not always. <laughs> <laughs> how the turntables have shifted as they say at my house <laughs> oh. <laughs> i wrote i get office quotes wrong on purpose because it drives marina insane <laughs> so i'll say i'll be like that's what she thought <laughs> uh, anyway so, the point is <laughs> never mind i'll tell you later that'll okay. be way too far off track but anyway make okay. The point is, uh, I think that the tables have turned and Scotty B is now the problem. And I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, it's entirely plausible that teams are saying like, well, don't care anymore. We're not, we're going to shut you out. Yeah. And I'm here for it. hundred percent. Honestly too. Yeah. Okay. But there have been other guys who have signed in the last week, uh, have new homes. Hector Neris is out of the AL West. He signed a one-year deal with the Cubs, nine-year, uh, sorry, one-year, nine million dollars. Has a mutual option for twenty twenty-five. Is that right? Did I see yep. that right? Yeah. Okay. Justin Turner. Rumors link him to the Diamondbacks, Blue Jays, and Mets. Until. That's interesting. Yeah. How? What I read was rumors linked him to Diamondbacks, Blue Jays, and Mets. Until they signed Jock Peterson, and then that seems to have edged out the Diamondbacks from that discussion. Yeah, because they certainly don't need him if they have Jock Peterson, right? So that that's kind of the that's kind of the distinction there. But as of right now, the rumors still kind of abound, and mm. we don't know what has changed officially. No statements, obviously, have come out or anything. But... Right, <laughs> the Diamondbacks. We are officially not interested in Justin Turner since. Yeah, we they're not going to say that. Write <laughs> that. Down. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but we're sitting around waiting, and Jock Peterson signed a one-year, $9.5 million deal with the D-backs, and that's going to change Justin Turner's Good prospect. for him, good for the D-backs, I think. I like that one. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great. Get those pearls in Arizona. It's awesome. That's right, yeah. Aaron Hicks signed with the Anaheim Angels for the league minimum. Uh, that's fascinating. It's you know it's why like it's the angels are just like picking up the pieces, right? They are. <laughs> the, the Yankees are still paying him. 
Oh, that's why he went for the he's, league minimum. That's right. He's still getting <laughs> Yankees money. He got it last year in Baltimore. He's picking it up still, mm-hmm. but that's why the league minimum. He's still getting Yankees money. Good for him. Good for yeah. him. <laughs> that works out well for him. Yeah. So tonight, to actually, that. Monday night, uh, there was a deal that went down. And I got to tell you, Brig, I've been on pins and needles all day long because some dude – I think it was for the the uh, Locked On Mariners podcast. Uh-huh. He's like, apparently there's a deal going down. I don't have any details, but there's going to be something going down today. That was at like noon. Noon, yeah. <laughs> and like, like, I didn't get like hardly anything done the rest of the day. I just sat on my phone like refresh on X, yeah. refresh, nothing, <laughs> refresh. And it's everybody just like, if it's Dylan Cease for Brandon Wu. <laughs> and bryce miller this is such a trash deal but i better get a bat and all this stuff then finally he's like okay everybody calm down but my understanding is it's not with the white Sox." like okay all right it's not dylan c it's not a pitcher for a pitcher okay yeah which you don't need to do right no there's no reason to do that but what it did end up happening what it did end up being was that the mariners got jorge polanco dude and then the twins got andy d scalfani Justin Topa and prospects Gabriel Gonzalez and Darren Bowen. Sweet. Sweet. That's what Dude, I said. I'm pumped. It's like, like cool. T Scalfini didn't pitch, didn't throw a single pitch for the Mariners. Justin Topa, he's he's all right. Yeah. Right. But you have to use him kind of sparingly. I feel like he gets tired fast. He's good enough for government work, like we say. That's right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then um prospects Gabriel Gonzalez and Darren Bone. I don't know those guys. They're not Jonathan Class A or uh no. or Ryan Bliss. So you can say Gabriel Gonzalez guys. is Gonzalez is like the lower like quarter of MLB's top one hundred prospects. He's in like the seventy five and down or something, if I remember right. Yeah, something like that. But the Mariners have so many other guys like higher in the yeah. top like 30 yeah like cole young yeah. class a and bliss i believe are all top 40 yeah so so you got other guys and he's an outfielder that outfield is pretty well set so That's anyway better i'm pretty pumped about this trade i know that polanco was not last year what he was in 2021 but he's only 30 so he could get back you can get a couple of years out of him for sure. Yeah, get a, some good ones. They have him through yeah. 2025. He's a free agent in 2025. Yeah. So a couple good years out of him. I'm happy with that. And then you bring in Bliss and he takes the spot. That's Maybe what next this year. placeholder. Yeah, exactly. Good good solid a, placeholder. A real yeah, not a bad one at all. No, it's yep. good. Yeah, I'm I'm happy about it. Can I be excited about this next one for us? Yeah, take it away, Brig. Listen, I'm so excited to talk about the Detroit Tigers because I have had a sneaking suspicion that something fun was happening in Detroit uh, starting about five, five months ago. Maybe maybe midway through last season, I started looking at them and thinking, you know, there's more going on there than just Miggy retiring and, you know, getting all his records set. Turns out I'm not the only one feeling this way. The Detroit Tigers have signed Colt Keith colt keith to a six-year contract the reason this is interesting is because very few people outside of the tigers organization know who colt keith is he (laughs) doesn't he hasn't even made his mlb debut yet okay that's a big deal they signed this guy who's spent some time in triple a last year and additional time in double a last year they're like dude's a phenom 
So we're going to sign him. He's an infielder. He's the Tigers' number two prospect. He's 22 overall in MLB prospects. And they signed him just, they're like, whatever, you're getting a deal. It's six years, uh, $28.6 million. There's a $2 million signing bonus. There's some escalations, various options in his contract that bring it to a potential nine-year, $82 million deal, which would be amazing for everyone involved. Um, Super duh, if he's worth it. Right. That's, it, yeah. If he is, if he turns out to be the guy they think he is, this is an absolute steal. Oh yeah. <laughs> this like, is no this is way this is way more of a steal than the Braves are getting on Acuna right now. Like, oh, for sure. And that is banana steal. <laughs> it's bananas. Like it's it, it's so crazy to me. It's like they went to this kid and they're like, You want to make a few extra bucks? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, Oh, that's a lot of money. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> like, but this is the thing, too, is that is this is a six year deal, right? So that gets yeah. him through, through his first three arbitration. years. Yeah. Gets him through his arbitration years. That's he doesn't right. have to worry about any of that stuff. Nope. And and this is the thing. This is the thing that always blows my mind, too. Right? It's like, we're saying this is a steal. Brig, I would do so much to make that kind of money. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Year, of right? course. Like that $2 million signing bonus? I'm good, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's why it's a steal. For, for those of you who maybe aren't as familiar if you're new to baseball and you don't know how contracts work or whatever, this is how I look at it. Okay. This is my thing, right? I boil it all the way down to like what's going on at the lowest level. The team, if he works out, it's a killer deal for the team. If he doesn't work out, it's not that expensive for the team. And 1.76 million AAV. That's not bad. If it no. doesn't work out for this kid, it's a great deal for him still. And if it does work out, it's still a great deal for him because it pushes him through all the arbitration garbage and he still has options and there's more money involved. There's like there's no way either team loses. I would love to see more contracts structured this way where the ownership and the player can agree and be like, let's do this, man. Let's let's spin this wheel and see what happens. Right. So the Mariners did this with Evan White. He was supposed mm -hmm. to be the first baseman of the future. Yeah, um, but man, that dude, that poor guy, like he won a gold glove in the COVID season as a rookie. Yeah, but he has not been healthy since then. He just hasn't been able to stay on the field. He's been getting paid though because he signed this this deal before he made his debut. So yeah. he's set up, and the manager's like, "We have this dead this this dead money, right?" But at the same time, it's really not that much in the grand scheme right. of things. Mm -hmm. So, so he wins. They were win they were winning because they were getting a gold glove first baseman on a bargain, but now it's like, okay, it's just kind of there. But if he does get back and get healthy, it's like they've had to account for that depth. So now it's like he's gravy. Right? Oh yeah. If he comes back comes back and gets healthy, like that's great. But even if he comes back and gets healthy and they trade him away, the assumptive costs are minimal. Yeah. So he, yeah, he, he is... benefits everybody in the trade situation. Yeah, I think this is fantastic for Colt Keith. He's set up. He doesn't have to worry about anything. Like you said, going into arbitration because there are some guys the relationship with their team gets damaged during arbitration. He doesn't have to worry about any of that. Nope. In 2023 in minor league baseball, again, he went from double A AA to triple A last season. He hit 306, 38 doubles, 27 homers, 101 RBIs. He had a 320. Uh, 
that's a 932 OPS. Sorry, I got a typo in there. And at one <laughs> one day he hit for the cycle, going six for six, two homers, seven RBI games. That was at a double A level. Let's give him that. But still, a cycle is nothing to bat your eyes at. And uh I, I think it's cool. Six for six, two homers and seven RBIs at any level. That's fantastic day. Yeah, and so he's um he's 22. So by the time this this contract ends, he'll be 28, 29 at the earliest. And then you add three more years potentially on there. He's into his early 30s. I I think is there an option in there after the sixth year? There is. It is. So yeah. if if he lives up to this deal, I'm sure he'll opt out and go get more money. And probably possibly from the Tigers, depending on how things right. go. I hope but, so. Yeah. But no, he's Dude. In, yeah. Baseball family, right. I'm into long-term deals. I love deals where hometown hero status is established. That's like my thing, right? I want old school deals like that. I want guys staying in the same place for a really long time and living up to the to the dream. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my thing. This was exciting for me. Sweet. Uh, since we were talking about arbitration, let's jump there real quick. Oh, okay. Good idea. Let's talk about our arbitration notable. So there were eight. There were 18 players scheduled uh, for arbitration hearings. Mm-hmm. From any time from today that the episode that this episode drops through February the 16th. So these players are gonna they call it going into the room. The players are gonna go with their agent and the team are gonna they're gonna sit on both sides of the table. And apparently, like David Sampson talks sometimes about how he and players used to get in trouble because they'd be sitting texting across the table from each other, <laughs> giggling at their text messages, like put your phone down, this is serious. <laughs> with laugh. the with the three panel sort of arbiters in there trying to be the third party yeah. mediators. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to go into the room and they're going to present their cases. And then the arbitrators will say. Tap, tap, tap of the gavel. We rule in favor of the player or we rule in favor of the team. Like we said before, there's no compromise. It's one or the other. Yeah. So here are some notables. We have five guys who are up for arbitration. They'll be going in or are going into arbitration with their teams. Vlad Guerrero Jr. will be going uh, with the Blue Jays. He's asking for nineteen point nine million. They're offering eighteen point zero five million. That's a pretty big gap. Yeah, it's a big gap. That's a big spread. Um, Jonathan India with the Reds is going in. He's asking four million. They offered him three point two. Now it's funny because point eight million is not like a grand scheme right like as far as this these amounts go not a bunch of money because i think if if vlad and the blue jays were 0.8 apart they probably would have figured it out yeah they're like whatever right but because he's only asking for 4 million they're like but 3.2 that's uh considerably less (laughs) right right so uh, i wouldn't be surprised if india gets his 4 million Uh, i was gonna say i i wouldn't be either and that's honestly, that's where I hope happens with Jonathan. He Andy. should, yeah. yeah Luis Arias really uh, is asking for twelve million. The Marlins offered him ten point six million. I'm surprised they're not going to give it to him. The only reason this is happening <laughs> is because it's Miami. That's the only it's reason. Gotta be any it's other team, well, well except maybe Tampa. Any other team would be like, <laughs> yes, you could have whatever you ask. For. Right. And the next one, this next one is even worse, Brig. Jazz Chisholm yeah. with the Marlins. Jazz Chisholm Jr. is asking $2.9 million. The Marlins offer him two point six, and they can't agree. <laughs> They're 0.3 apart. What yeah. are you doing, fellas? It's $300,000. It's like, come on, Golly. man. Give me a couple of hot dogs and let me wear my fun cleats. That's all I need. No okay. kidding. <laughs> man. 
so bad. This just makes Miami look even worse. It 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 makes you wonder what's going on culturally. I don't know. With all the front office shifting that's been going on, it's just not a good look. It's not a good look. And if you're poisoning the water hole with two of your most marketable players, that's not good. Your two best players. Let's just say your two best players. Correct. But 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 they're they're (laughs) selling merch and they're putting butts in seats and they're getting eyeballs on TV. Those are the guys that are doing it, right? So from a marketing perspective, that's all they care about at this in this negotiation. And these are your two most marketable players. What's that? That's that's one point. Uh, 1.7 million between the two of them. It's one point stupid million is what it is. You're right. Yep. Uh, and this one is kind of funny too. Alec Baum and the Phillies. <laughs> Baum is asking four million, and the Phillies offered him three point four million. Come on now. That dude's really four million dollars good for sure. Yeah. 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 And he- I think he. I think he's yeah. coming in a little low. Honestly. Yeah, I think so I think too. He was trying think, to avoid arbitration. By I think he was. That's exactly for. what I was thinking. <laughs> it was like he's like, I'm doing y'all a favor, and y'all undercut me. Are you kidding me, dude? Seriously, it is oh, unreal. Man, what is Philly thinking? <laughs> well, and the amount of love that the fan base has for him is worth yes. point six million. It's worth six hundred thousand dollars too. 100%. I'm sure that the fans would like line up and take donations. Right, like, like if the team was like, we we really want to avoid arbitration, but we're capping a three point four. Can the fans make up the difference? Six hundred thousand people come and put a dollar in front yes. of Citizen Bank. That's right. Uh, to yeah, to maintain the relationship with Alex Bowman, I guarantee I, you. I totally agree. So there are eighteen players that are edu- that are scheduled for arbitration. It's kind of a big intense intense list, um, but that'll happen from today when the episode's live all the way to February 16th. These are just some of the, the highlights that we noticed. So crazy, crazy, crazy. Greg, will you put up that spring training banner real quick? You know it. So spring training hats have not dropped, but they've been leaked. So Mm. UniWatch actually had a little bit on it because they found some hats on a Canadian. I want to say it was a Canadian fanatic site, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. There was like six or eight of them. Saw the mirrors. Yeah. Oh, dude. Just take my money today. This is <laughs> yeah. what. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I wanted to put this up because it is fan freaking tastic. It yeah. looks so good. And I cannot awesome. wait for them to officially release because I will be buying one mm-hmm. like the day that it comes out. Um, mm-hmm. But once they officially release, we're going to go through, we're going to do, we'll do a whole episode on them and highlight our favorites, the ones that are just trash. And go through the look for them because man, they so far like that Cubs one is hot as well. Oh, it's baby blue and it's mm-hmm. just oh, it's gorgeous. I yeah, totally agree. It's a sweet hat. I am excited. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, we'll get back to those. Okay. So okay. speaking of uniform stuff now. Got some uniform stuff. They're the Nats, first off, have made some changes. Uh, no longer Walgreens on the uniform break. Spoilers. No longer Walgreens. So here's a quick look at what we've got going on. So if you're looking at the screen here, the one on the left, that is a pullover jersey. That is right. That is a V-neck pullover. It has yeah. their their block letter Washington or the block letter W in front of the, the nation's capital building. They're on the yeah. left breast. It has the navy blue short sleeves. 
and it has uh i'm just going to go to the close-up here it's got uh what is that piping around the edges yeah it's it's red white and blue around the neck and then on the sleeves as well and what are your initial thoughts on this brick what's your initial takeaway of this uh of this pullover I am so excited that there's a V-neck pullover going back to a mainstream home uniform. Yeah, man. That's my initial that's my initial excited thought. I think these are really clean. I really like them. Um I think they're a little busy, but they're going to look really good on the field. Mm-hmm. I think uh yeah, I I love everything about them. I also think these will sell better, which is again something you just have to consider. I think these will be more right. comfortable and they're going to sell better and stuff like that. So, so that's yes, one of the all things the is about selling. So like, do you remember a few years ago? Uh, it might have by now. It might have been like ten years ago. But the NBA did T-shirt jerseys, like yeah. on-court T-shirt jerseys, and the point yeah. behind them was specifically to sell them to fans because they're like, right? Who really enjoys sitting next to a sweaty guy wearing a tank top jersey in the stands? For sure, nobody. Right, hundred percent, nobody. So I th- I think this is a big marketable marketability thing. Yep. That uh, kind of along the same lines that it's it's a little bit more comfortable wear, a little bit easier to wear a, a pullover like that. I think you're right. Yeah. Now they do have a new button down. You want to uh, tell the people about this one, Brig? There is a button down, which means it has buttons that go all the way up and down. That's how, that's how it gets its name. <laughs> They've gone with the Washington typeface all the way across the front in a curved it's, it's got an arc we got the red numbers on the left breast lower but the wash i wonder if they did that so there's no more natinals messes mess ups you know right yeah, yeah yeah so it now says washington which is common the away grays the road grays have the city name on them so uh-huh. but it's in block lettering and there's that dark is it a dark navy i assume it's a dark navy uh and it's got white inside and then it's an additional outline in red so that's a totally different change it matches up with what you see along the cuff and collar which is red white and that dark navy uh as well and then they've left the walgreens logo on the left sleeve Um, Mm -hmm. i'm sure that will rotate left and right depending on the sponsorship that they uh, you know are doing yeah you're right yeah so um there you go so with that lettering across the chest, how it's like the navy blue lettering, and then it's got the white, like the white fill in, and then yeah. it's got the red on the outside. The Mariners did a, a few years ago; they changed it because theirs was navy, navy letters, and then it was teal, and then silver on the outside. And then oh, okay. they switched it; they put silver on the inside with with teal on the outside, and it makes it pop mm. a whole lot more. So I'm sure that's why they did this here as well with the red on the outside. So the lettering pops more with the white. Yeah, that, make, that makes good sense. I like that. Yeah, I think it's it's cool. I like it. I think it looks good. I think it's a good change. Um, not so yeah. much Walgreens on this uniform. Yeah, I like it a lot. I, mm-hmm. I'm here for it's it sharp. all the way. Yeah. And I I want more pullovers. Oh, I okay. do too. Love um, it. The Marlins made some changes. Some quick, Some small changes. So this is... This is what's new. It's there. It's that middle one, the Miami blue Marlins jersey, and then their black alternate as well. They've made changes too. So this is what they used to have. This is what they had in 2023. Mm-hmm. The Miami blue just had the the M logo with the Marlin on it on the left breast. And now you can see this picture that they actually have Marlins spelled out in black lettering with uh, 
I'm assuming they're like that like red color, that caliente red, right? Yeah. Yeah. With some probably a little bit of blue. Anyway. Uh, and then their black jersey last year had Marlins. It was black on black, really, with blue and red. And it this was. year it is yeah. white on black. And it, it, it looks right. really, really sharp. Really clean. Right. It totally is the right answer. It is a good look. I like the, don't get me wrong, I like the black on black, but this is really sharper. The white pops so so strong. Yeah. And then uh real quick, this is a sad day in my opinion. The Rockies will not be bringing back their sleeveless vest jerseys for the 2024 season. Uh yeah. that is an absolute crying shame. That's going to be the last there will be no more sleeveless vest jerseys in Major League Baseball. Zero. It's a whole and thing, other, oh, and the other thing too, Brig. I mean, I forgot this while I'm talking about the Nats too. The Nats are retiring their city connects already after the 2024 season. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, more cherry blossom. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I like that oh, one. I thought man. it looked good. <laughs> yeah, the field I do too. I've seen, I've seen people around the t- around town wearing those jerseys and stuff. I'm like, man, that looks really good in person. They're I really like clean. I, I like them a lot. Yeah, I, I like them a lot. But yeah, they're going away. I don't know. I don't understand it. I bet the Nike's like, what the? We spent so much time on those. Well, and they're one of the best ones. Like, yeah, they are. And one of the first ones, too. It's just kind of interesting. Okay. Can I? I got to talk about the Yankees. They're finally yeah, making another uniform change. So a lot of people are like, the no, first, the Yankees this, 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 this making first time in 75 years. Changes. Huh? Is this the first time in like 75 years, something like that? No, no. And here's the thing that's what so many people think. This is. They're making a very subtle shift, but that's whenever mm. they make a shift, it's subtle. The star right. insurance logo or whatever on the, on the sleeve is the biggest one in a billion years, but it's not the only one. There used to be a shiny uh, helm, batting helmets used to be glossy uh, for the road games, and then they went to a matte finish, and that was technically a uniform change. So there, there are all these things that have happened, right? What, what we've seen for a very long time is this as the Yankees road gray uniform, you'll see it says New mm-hmm. York in block across the, in an arch across the chest, new in York. And then they've got the deep Navy outlined in white. What they're going to, according to UniWatch, is this, they're taking away the white piping from around the New York and from around the numbers on the back. So we'll be left with a gray road uniform with just the block blue. What do you think, I, Brad? I think it's going to look really good, just the basic, because that's yeah. what that's what the twins have on their gray alternate. Yeah. Right. Or no, their cream alternate. It's just the letters. No, it's piping, just the letters. About it. It's very yeah. minimalistic and looks really sharp. This goes all the way back for me, and the reason UniWatch has the number five on there is that it goes back to the days of yore. And I know Yankees fans are all hot Yo- bothered Yankees about. Fans- Right. They're all hot and bothered about the white piping going away. And there are two camps. Some love it. Some hate it. A lot of people who hate it are getting really loud right now. Um, Some people are saying it's a a call for uh, spending and, you know, whatever. It's just another gimmick. But I'm here for it. I'm old school. I like old school aesthetics. I will immediately be buying retro road grays. And that's what this is to me. And it's awesome. So. The purist in me is very happy. I think it looks sharp. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, and I <laughs> and I'm sorry. I just I think it's funny when people get all bent out of shape. It's like it's just to get you to spend more money. It's like 
Yeah, that's the reason they have food at the games too. Right. Not to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, actually, not the whole thing. Get hungry. <laughs> the they entire have, institution they have is your, getting you to spend money. <laughs> they have beer and hot dogs there to get you to spend money. And yeah, spoiler alert, it works. Yeah, so. and the more beer you drink, the more you spend. So it's yes. really <laughs> Copernicus. Come on. <laughs> Exactly right. Anyway, with that, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about Hall of Fame voting. Baseball family, welcome back. We are going to talk about Hall of Fame voting for this year and next. But before we do, a couple of public service announcements. The first is that even though it's a baseball show, the Super Bowl is right around the corner. So whether you're preparing for the Super Bowl or you're preparing for spring training coming up. We have a partnership with Fanatics where you can follow the link and get hooked up with all your stuff that you want to buy off of Fanatics anyway, and it directly supports the show by doing so. So if that's where you're going to buy your stuff, we'd appreciate it if you wanted to hit that link and buy it through us because that's one way to support the show. Another way to support the show is by going to Patreon. We have five tiers of support that are available. We have uh, $1.00. and a $500 support tier. The support, the $500 support tier is my my favorite. There's something that we, I mean, obviously, but there's something I really want to do. Okay. So if you are, if you're looking to get married, you got to go check out our $500. It's an exclusive brig experience. You'll never have another one like it. I swear. And it will be so totally awesome. I promise I'll do everything I can to make it awesome for you. If you so choose or to, let's prank your buddy or whatever. We're going to do it. It's going to be great. But that's on patreon.com. It's one of the best ways to support the show. And uh, and we love our patrons. We call them rooters. So we'd love for you to be a rooter with us. All right, Brad, let's get into Hall of Fame voting. Here's what happened. We have seen now Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer all make it into the Hall of Fame. That is this year's class. And it's very exciting. It is. So three. So how do you feel about only three guys getting in, Brig? I'm all about small classes. Always. Right. I'm okay. a huge fan. So is there a problem with the Hall of Fame being exclusive? I saw an article this week. This is why I asked this. Hmm. Somebody said the Hall of Fame is getting too exclusive. Like it was a bad thing. Do you think that's a, a bad thing or is it like? No, that's the point. That was what I said. I read that. I was like, isn't that kind of how it works? You can't just let anybody into the Hall of Fame. No. And I think, if anything, things have gotten a little loose, if anything, as time has gone by. I'm not saying it's an... I don't know, because we still have, every once in a while, we still have a year where there's nobody. Right. And I love that, too. Totally love that. I just think that maybe I'm projecting into the future. Maybe I'm sitting here thinking, oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen, and it will it get loose? Where's the where's the where's the uh, the Baseball Writers Association of America class? I want to I want to see the PowerPoint presentation that says, okay, now listen. <laughs> where's the fear of God presentation so that they don't screw this up? <laughs> like, there's got to be one, right? Maybe I don't know. I don't, there should yeah. be if there's not. Okay, there might not so be, if you're anyway. in that club, we want to know because we're not voters. So we should be. We should be voters someday. Okay, Brad, Adrian Beltre, super duh, right? Yeah, we knew we knew like right away he was getting in. 
Do you want to just run down some things with him really quick? Because obviously in the Hall of Fame, career war uh, 93.5, lifetime batting average 286, 477 home runs, super dot. He has 3,000 hits. Like, those are just. He's also, I mean, he's also a personality Hall of Famer, too. Totally. Like he was, he was a first team personality guy every single year between him and yeah. Felix Hernandez and, and their bromance. Like, right. Yes. They, they, it's like Valentine's day and just a random day in August MLB's yeah. Twitter or, or Instagram will be like, you know what you need today? You need Adrian Beltre and Felix Hernandez in your life. So here you go. And everybody loves it. It gets like a yeah. bajillion views and a bajillion more likes because yeah. everybody's like, yeah, I do need that. It's positivity, and I love it. Yeah. Four-time All-Star, top five MVP voting twice, silver sluggers and gold gloves. You know, the guy's just the man. Yeah. So super Yeah, dumb. absolutely. You know, Dan Patrick called him a compiler because he played for so Ooh, long. He did. I don't feel like that's accurate because he did not have good years in Seattle. Right. He was a good player, right. but not Hall of Fame years. The fact that he was a Hall of Famer, he had Hall of Fame years in maybe L.A., but definitely Boston Texas. and most certainly in Texas. Yeah, exactly, in Texas for sure. Yeah. We only spent one year in Boston. He was in Texas for eight, L.A. for seven, Seattle for five. Total of 21 years which shouldn't get you in the hall of fame just because you played for so long. Like, and that's right. what the, that's the argument that he's making. Right. Is that but, just because he played 21 years again? And there are guys who play 20 years in the league and don't get in. Exactly. They play. There are guys who play 21 years, 20 years in the league every single day and don't get in. Yep. Yep. So that can't yeah, be the I reason. Think, I don't think he's a compiler. No. Let's talk about a guy like Todd Helton. In fact, let's talk about Todd Helton. Okay. <laughs> Todd Helton, 17 years. He was also an all-star select. Uh, looks like five all-star selections. Rookie of the year, vo- uh, number two in rookie of the year voting. He was okay. top five MVP voted one-time gold gloves and silver sluggers throughout. Kind of peppered throughout his career. Career war, 618 Batting average lifetime 316, 369 home runs, and tw- he's at, he hit 2,519 hits overall. Let's see, what is his career OPS? I didn't look at that. 953. Okay. Okay. So he had one year in 2000 where it was 1.162. That's awesome. Yeah. I and mean, this is the thing is a lot of people are like, well, Helton benefited from playing in, in Colorado. And maybe he did. I don't, I don't know. I don't it's weird because sometimes it's like it feels like cores maybe makes that big of a difference, but how much of it is mental? There's a lot to be said about that. And the more times we have, like when we've, we've had mental skills coaches on the show, we've done interviews with them. And the more we learn about the mental mm-hmm. side of this game, the the more apparent it becomes just enormous. Big, It's a huge right. deal. Right. And it's not but, easy. I know. I know. And I, I don't know. It's it's hard because I think Todd Helton absolutely deserved to be in. Yeah. Great player for I mean he was he was steady the entire time. He right? he really was. Yeah. And steady and solid. Um did he benefit from Colorado like I said maybe the mental thing? Maybe. I don't know. But I don't know. It's just I've said before that I wanted him to get in. I'm glad that he finally did and I I just kind of want to like All right, let's move on. (laughs) 
for sure. Like finally it happened. Okay, we can all be done. But I will say yeah. that of all the guys, what like stats aside, I like this. This is wonderful. Happy news. Yeah, that's how I feel. Uh, yeah. But let's talk about Joe Mauer. This is this is the one that everyone is kind of. I don't know, kind of feeling out of shape little, about, right? They're been out of shape. They really are. Let's talk about this. So uh, he was catcher and first baseman, right? He was 55.2 war, lifetime batting average, 306, 143 career home runs, 2,123 hits total. His career OPS, of course, he only played 15 seasons, and I shouldn't say only lightly. His career OPS is at 827. Um, he's all-star selection, looks like six times. Silver Sluggers and Gold Gloves. He was the MVP in 2009. Otherwise, he never finished more than top or in the top five ever again. Um, his 2009 MVP year, he led the league in average on base, slugging, OPS, and OPS plus. But that was one season. What do you think, Brad? What do you think so, about Joe Mauer? I'm kind of biased. I was I was a big Joe Mauer fan. Yeah. Um, I, I liked him a lot. I did see a stat though. So he won, he won the batting title three times. Yeah, as a catcher. That's Can you name me I'm one at. other catcher who's ever won a batting title? You can't because there there isn't. I was gonna say there's no way. There's none, and he did it three times. Like I said, as a catcher, not as a first baseman. Sure, sure, right, right. So that that's like a big thing, right? That yeah. he, I don't want to say he transformed the position into like off like an off like offensive catchers, right? Because they've always kind of been around to right. some degree, right? Like Mike Piazza was an offensive. That's catcher. the that's the only name when you said who else won a batting title. I was like if if it's not Mike Piazza, it's nobody. Right. It was two thousand six, two thousand eight, and two thousand nine. He won batting titles. Hit three forty seven, three twenty, and three sixty five. Uh, hello. The killer, and I know you can't get into the Hall of Fame on three good years. You shouldn't be, able but to, for sure. I'm, but I don't know. I he was like the dude six five. He was one of the first like big catchers, right? Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. they brought in, and I don't know to say that he's not a first belt Hall of Famer, and and it's one of those things. Like I go back to Kurt Schilling sometimes too, where he's like, if you're not a first belt Hall of Famer, you're not a Hall of Famer. Period. Yeah. Well, Kurt Schilling, though. Well, he has some opinions. We won't get there. <laughs> he does, but yeah, but that does. one I think is like he's kind of on to something. Like he, I understand his his thinking of like you just get one shot, and when if you get in, you get in. If not, then move on. You know. Yeah. But unfortunately, the writers can't change their mindset to be like, yeah, I'll vote for this guy because he's you know. No, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, he's not unanimous. I'll make sure that he's not right. Let's get into that, okay? Let's, Let's get it. into that. Billy Wagner heads into his... So this next class is very interesting. Billy Wagner heads into his last year on the ballot, and he got 73.8% of the votes this year. He was teetering at 75 with like a couple hours left. Yeah. Uh, wow. Andrew Jones heads into his eighth year on the ballot, got 61.6% .6 of the votes. Pause, time out. If Andrew Jones doesn't make it into the Hall of Fame, something is terribly wrong. I agree. I've been saying the, that. Yeah, the end. Okay. 
All right, now who's who's on next year's ballot? Ichiro, CC Sabathia, Dustin Pedroia, Ian Kinsler, Felix, Felix King, Felix Hernandez, excuse me, Troy Tulowitzki, Ben Zobrist, Curtis Granderson, Ben Zobrist in his black cleats. We got to make sure that happens. Curtis Granderson, <laughs> Hanley Ramirez, Russell Martin, Adam Jones, Brian McCann, ooh, uh, Martin Prado, Carlos Gonzalez, Melky Cabrera, Clay Bookholds. Francisco Liriano, Ian Desmond, Jason Vargas, Kendris Morales, Mark Trumbo, Fernando Rodney, and Mark Reynolds. That's a big old fat list. It is a big old fat list. So I have I have some thoughts. Let's before we get into like the super obvious, like first off, I think Brian McCann belongs on the policing the game hall of fame, right? <laughs> For sure. Um yeah. I agree. I, can I just say about Zo about Zen Ben Zobrist? Zen Bobrist? Yeah. Ben Zen Zobrist. Get into if it. If there is a utility player hall of fame, he belongs in it. But he does not he belong. He started it. Yeah, you're right. He was the tip of the spear. He's the vanguard in the modern utility player. The modern utility player, not no, not. No, exactly. No. But the yeah. modern utility player, that is Ben Zobrist all the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he would be in the utility player hall of fame, but he will not get into the big hall of fame. Okay. Interesting. He's That's, such a good and guy. That, that, that he can get in the good guy hall of fame. <laughs> yeah. good, he can be the good dude hall of fame. How's that? Yeah. He's we'll a good dude. There. Yeah. He's there not getting go. in the big hall. Fernando Rodney belongs in the blown saves hall of fame. Um, and Kendris Morales belongs in the good teammate Hall of Fame. So does CC Sabathia. CC Sabathia, and I think CC belongs. There's an argument for him being in the Hall of Fame. Oh. But if if he, if we're gonna not if we're not talking about do you belong in the real Hall of Fame, like which Hall of Fame do you belong in? It's the hell of a teammate Hall of Fame. That's where CC. I agree. He, he yeah, leads absolutely. that crowd for sure. The fact that he took a pay cut. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to police the game. Maybe maybe he also belongs in the Police in the Game Hall of Fame with Brian McCann. 100% agree. That would be. <laughs> but CeCe has a Cy Young, six-time All-Stars, career war, uh, 62.3, lifetime ERA, 3.74, Brad. He has two. Now, wins and losses don't come after me, I know. But 251 wins, 161 losses. So okay. let me let's let's talk about wins and losses for just a minute there, Brig, because it. there's a guy who I think on this list who I think absolutely belongs in. He said he th- yeah, he thought he needed more work when he left his longtime team, but I submit that he does not. That is Felix Hernandez. All hail King Felix, right? right. Yeah. I don't think I think Felix Hernandez deserves to be in a because he was unreal, absolutely outstanding for his time in Seattle. His whole his time there was wasted unfortunately but this is one reason felix hernandez deserves to be in the hall of fame he changed the way we look at wins and losses because before with the cy young it was like okay who has 20 wins these guys have 20 wins look at the look at their era strikeouts blah 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 blah, all everything else but felix hernandez is like well no hold on he's got a sub two era and an under 500 record. What's going on in Seattle? Oh, that team can't hit. That's what's going on. That has right. nothing to do with him. Nothing to For do with sure. him. For sure. So I think the fact that he completely revolutionized the way that we look at pitching pitchers' records, that we just are like, it's just a thing that's there now. 
Yeah. It doesn't it mean just, a whole lot. It's just we're like, there. Yeah, we okay. keep track of it because we've always kept track of it. Just That's like right. in the NFL, they keep track of quarterbacks records. It's like so little to do with that. Yeah, right. For sure. Because you got a whole yeah. other team, you got defense, whatever. And it's the same thing with pitchers. And they're finally realizing that now. I think Felix Hernandez is a first ballot Hall of Famer, not unanimous. No, he won't be unanimous. I stand behind that. Because sure. I think there are guys who think like Felix did that he had more work to do to get in. But I think enough guys are going to be like, yeah, the way that he changed the way we approach the game, hmm. for sure. And the fact that he pitched how many years on a tour in UCLA? Right? All of them. <laughs> Most <laughs> of them, feels like, It feels like it, yeah. So yeah, he's also in. a Cy Young winner with a six-time All-Star, right up there with CC. CeCe's yeah. career war is 20 points higher. Uh, but Because he uh, played longer and was on better teams. For sure. And the but King Felix's ERA is a few points lower. So from 375 yeah. to 342. So look at what his ERA was that year that he won the, the Cy Young Brig. Oh no, I see it. I see it right here. It's an <laughs> astonishing two, 2.27. <laughs> he had a, he had a 2.27 yeah. ERA that year. And an Ladies under 500 and record. And he started 34 games, which is lead leaguing or league leading. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> what is legally lead leaguing? It's lead leaguing. That's what it's called from now on. It's That's lead what I'm leaguing, saying, man. And I know one year is not going to get you in, <laughs> no. but that was pretty much on par for the kind of performance that Felix put on. You ready for this? That's it gets what you better. Got. Okay, so that was his Cy Young year. Okay, right. Uh, he finished second in 2014 in the Cy Young voting. And that year, his ERA was 2.14 with another lead leaguing 34 games started. <laughs> so so get this, get this. So toward the end of that season, the Mariners went to Houston. Right. And Felix was in the hunt, right, for the Cy Young. Yeah. yeah. And I can't remember who it was that talked about this. It might have been Logan Morrison was the guy who came out and talked about this. Sure. And uh, he said, and you know what? We knew there was something going on across that other dugout. We didn't know what it was, though, because they shelled Felix. Low. They cost Felix Hernandez his second Cy Young. Yeah. Crazy, man. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to get into the rest of these names, but we have, and we'll do it another time, but we got to talk about Ichiro. Because yes. Ichiro, if he's not first ballot, I'll eat a hat. If he's not unanimous, it's because somebody's got a weird chip on their shoulder. And I, I will never understand why. It, I saw somebody said that it's because whatever writer just wants attention. And I guarantee you that's all it is. It's like, I have blah, 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 blah with slap hitters and... He shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because he was a slap hitter. It's like, oh, he was a slap hitter by choice. You want to see his power? Go look at the right. tape. Yeah. Go look yeah. at the tape. You'll see he had power as well. And his he knew his job with that kind of speed was to get on base because that speed is useless if it's if it's trotting around the bases. Yep. Well, his, and that's his what job the team needed get on base and make things happen. Runs. Right. They won a, the Mariners won 116 games with him doing his job of getting on base and making things happen. As a rookie, it was like 30 games into his career, his his batting average went up above 300 and never dipped down again. That will never happen again. 
I don't care who you are. We will never see that happen with the way the game is played now. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Ichiro is absolutely a unanimous Hall of Famer. And if he's not, dude, this microphone is going to be like on fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of hope now, huh? <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for January of 2025. <laughs> Where Brad loses his absolute mind. <laughs> he's going to hoist that black flag is what he's oh, going to do. It'll, it'll be over the shoulder, Brig, for sure. It'll be yeah. ready to go right up. Yeah. All right, baseball family, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about three teams you get to hate. Welcome back, baseball family. We're going to get into this next segment, and we're going to talk about three teams we hate. Hate, 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 double hate, loathe entirely. That's right. <laughs> and so there is a method to the madness here. There is a premise to this game that we're going to play today. And we found this on Twitter. I think it was still Twitter at the time when we found this, right? Or was it Instagram? Anyway, either way, I don't remember. we found this on social media somewhere. We thought it would be fun to do. I think it was back in July we found it. But here's the premise. You are allowed to hate three teams. The Yankees, a division rival, and rotating playoff opponents year to year. So, Brig, tell us first off, why do you hate the Yankees? <laughs> okay. Uh, the Jacoby Ellsbury deal. Um <laughs> <laughs> the end <laughs> there it is that's the one okay well and that's our show so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah anyway, so Brig obviously doesn't hate the yankees brig why don't you start with your replacement for the yankees which i think we all know who it is yeah it's it's boston it's the red sox right Super and that's just because you don't have a choice i don't I don't want another choice. Well, I'm just saying you don't have a choice as a Yankee fan that you have to hate the Red Sox. Could you imagine somebody's like, somebody comes in wearing a Red Sox or wearing a Yankees hat? Like, hey, nice. Go Yankees. (laughs) Screw Boston. And they're like, oh, no, I actually really like the Red Sox too. (laughs) You'd you'd be like, rip the hat off. Take it off. You don't deserve this. (laughs) My first question would be like, do you also like the Patriots and the Lakers? And the, the or the boys and the lakers exactly. would be my next question like, follow up but anyway. are you from here or do you <laughs> no is baseball your second language <laughs> oh okay, okay. anyway you okay like so instead of the yankees brig <laughs> obviously hates the red sox so let's get into our next one who is your Wait, division what's your rival? do you hate the yankees right oh yeah i hate the yankees yeah, of course okay. i hate the yankees i am born and bred yeah. yankee hater contractually Except obligated. I, yeah i do have to say this though so there are two exceptions first off one and i've said this before that when the yankees win it doesn't make me nearly like viscerally upset as it used to because you're a yankees fan i like when my friends teams do well as long as they're not obnoxious about it if you start being obnoxious about it, i'm really really gonna hate the yankees over it. for sure um that's but fair. the other thing is my dad's one of my dad's best friends from growing up pitched for the yankees in like the mid 80s Okay, so, I have a couple of alibis. Yankee hitter, Yankee haters. We have like that, like that tie. Yeah, I have a couple of alibis as well, and maybe you can find the photograph while I do this. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Maybe the one from this July or August. Oh, I mean, okay, yeah. Do you have it? 
Oh, it's way back there, Brig. Okay, never mind. So, baseball family, I grew up in a Red Sox home. <laughs> My dad is a big Red Sox fan. So, while I hate the Red Sox as a, a team and an institution, I don't hate <laughs> Red Sox fans. Okay, I just don't, and I need to make that very clear. And in fact, I love the the interplay and the teasing and all the banter that goes with it, and I think it's so much fun. In fact. I have a Red Sox fan living in my home right now, and I don't have a problem with that, right? And when when uh, my buddy, I got another buddy, Mike Farns, shout out to Mike Farns. When he comes over to stay, you know, I'll go through his luggage and find his Red Sox hat and switch it out for a Yankee. We hat. did that. He we knows. did that on TikTok. Exactly. Rivalries in the right life, way. Yeah. It's the right way to go. So yeah, I love it. The other two alibis I have are are Dustin Pedroia and his bigness. Those are. Like, I, I, just, I don't care that they played for the Red Sox. I just love them to pieces. So, love them to death. Well, Brig, that was like the perfect filibuster because I have you covered right here. You do? Uh, mm-hmm. I can filibuster. Just about anything. I do. Yeah, that worked <laughs> out. Yeah, man. I got to go to Yankee Stadium this year with my dad for the very first time. And they- <laughs> that's the one. That's the first one that popped up in my feed. That's the one, man. So you can see we're we're a pair, you know. <laughs> Holding the Yankees uh, logo in his hand with the popcorn bucket. It's the best decision my dad ever made. <laughs> it's as close as he got to greatness. <laughs> you know, I I almost said at the beginning this has got to be a serious show. You couldn't make me laugh. <laughs> often. There yeah. it is. We Tough. reached it. I, I can't. I can't help you. Okay. Okay. So, go ahead. All right. Okay. So, do you want me to start with my division rival? The division Please. rival I hate. Okay. It, I feel like this is pretty obvious. I've made it this point a lot over the four years we've been doing this show. Yeah. And I hated them before everything with the trash cans. As a fan of an AL West team, I absolutely I hate the Astros. Like, yeah. So much, and it's funny because we have a friend of the show who's a big Astros fan. Two friends of the show, yeah. And they're big Couple Astros fans. Or big Astros yeah. fans, yeah. And I actually liked going on their show and giving them a hard time about it. But at the same time, they both owned the trash can thing. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right? for sure. So yeah. the guys on No Redeeming Qualities. But anyway, yeah, no, I didn't like the Astros before that because it was one of those things where it's like when the Astros stunk and they were losing to everybody, they weren't losing to the Mariners for whatever reason. Right. <laughs> And the Mariners had pretty good teams. 2016, they missed the playoffs by like a game that year, and they still just couldn't beat the Astros for whatever reason. I don't know what it was. Well, and you can't. Well, I mean, we know now, I guess. <laughs> right. And we but... also can't get over uh, not last season, but the season before. Like that 18 inning game. Oh, oh. bro. Yeah, because I mean, because I could put them in the in the playoff team, right? The playoff opponent you could. I'm not going to because I don't want to double dip. But yeah, that yeah, that that three game series that turned into a four game series that actually was like some of the best couple baseball pitches away from seen. being a Mariners sweep. Yeah, it was incredible baseball, just absolutely nail biting baseball. It was the entire series. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, Brig, I'm going to get a drink while you talk about your division rival. Okay, my division rival, uh, it, it's it's really not that hard. It's really not that hard. Um, the reason, but, but I did struggle. I really wanted to 
put it together. I really wanted to come up with a thoughtful answer for this, Brad. And I'm sorry that it took me so long, but I think my, my, the favorite team to hate in the division is everybody else. In the <laughs> everybody else. I did. They just don't, they, you just don't look as good from up here as you think you do. <laughs> if you're down there and you're hanging out at eye level with your peers, you know, you probably look okay sometimes here and there, but from where we sit up at the top, you know, it's like I'm up here and uh, I just see the top of your head and it's just not as attractive as you think you are. I see the squatchy on the top of your ball cap might look okay. Um, so we don't even worry about who our least favorite uh, division rival is because they all just so suck. They all suck. So you're looking down from the top of your ivory tower and definitely not the standings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Just making sure yeah. you weren't talking standing about standing on a mountain of historical excellence. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Acceptable. Acceptable answer. Thank you. <laughs> it's the true answer. This. I mean, you know what though? I say. I say all the time. I say all the time, especially as a Seahawks fan. Like, like I live in Cardinals country, right? And people yeah. are like, "Oh, do you like the Cardinals?" Like, no, I hate the Cardinals. Right. How do you hate the Cardinals? They stink. Division rival. I'm a fan of another NFC West team. Same yeah. thing with I don't like the Angels. My wife is an Angels fan. I don't like the Angels. I don't like uh, I don't like the A's. I, the A's can stink. The A's could lose 150 games. I would care. I'd still hate them. Right? I'll yeah, hate them when they go yeah. to Las Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. they're an AL West team. I hate the Rangers. Well, I was like City. so <laughs> upset when the Rangers won the World Series. Break because they're another AL West team. Oh, it looks it makes yeah. the division look good. I don't care. Yeah, they're a division rival. I don't like them because you're you're allowed to be bitter, Brad, and just like I'm allowed right. to be superior as a Yankees fan <laughs> is because we are superior. It's just not so that su- so you get to be superior as a Yankees fan, and I have to be bitter as a Mariners fan. Well, yeah, that's a law. That doesn't it, just because you are a happy person doesn't change the law, Brad. There's gravity, right. you know. There's the Yankee superiority, and then there's the the string theory. It's all they're the laws. String theory is a theory. I know. I just, I don't know. I came up with that. So is is gravity, technically. (laughs) No, that's a law. It's a law now. (laughs) Theory became. Oh, man. Okay. Give me your playoff. Uh, Who's your playoff? So for a long time, I'll be honest, for a long time, it was Cleveland. It was the Indians for a very long time because it took me forever to get over that, uh, that 95 loss, right? But then I was kind of like, okay, the Clevelands aren't the Indians. Like they're not the Indians anymore. They're the Guardians, whatever. You know, uh, yeah. I don't hate the I don't hate the Orioles. That's fine. Ninety seven was a great year for them, and I already hate the Yankees. So two thousand two thousand one. The only other team really the Mariners played in the playoffs was, and you know what? It's just kind of like stuck since that since the Mariners swept them in the wild card round a couple of years ago. It's the Blue Jays. Like I yeah. have like I was kind of like yeah, dude, the Blue Jays. You know, like I like Vlad. I like. I like Boba Shett, you know, but like during that series, all it took was two games for everything to yeah. flip. It flipped hard. Like, I do not like this team. And I didn't like them in 2023. I was, and I picked them. I picked them to win the AL East. And maybe that's why, because it made me look bad with my pick. But at the same time, all year, <laughs> I was just like, once they started losing, I'm like, yeah, I hope they continue to lose. I hope they continue to lose because they deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Because they were so unlikable during that wild card series in uh what was that now 2022 so yeah for now it's the blue jays i'm hoping this next year it is somebody else yeah but it will be the blue jays for now fair that's great 
So my playoff team that I get to hate is is also has been a moving target because obviously Seattle was just there's a history unbe- there yeah. unbelievable. Um, yeah that that's my dark spot. It really is. And then <laughs> Brad likes to poke you went my on dark to win spot. A, the Yankees went on to win the World Series the very next year. So it doesn't matter. Okay, and Brig, need I remind you that the Yankees beat the Mariners in the ALCS in twenty in two thousand and two thousand one when the Mariners were supposed to win the World Series. I, I was know. set. I had my parents convinced. It's like we got to order Sports Illustrated because we got to get the yeah. fan pack, right? Yeah. So, right. and then it just because you're Yankees, it didn't happen. Okay, so thanks for touching my other dark spot because the next moving target was Arizona, right? Yeah, and I hated them for years in the stupid shilling and all the dumb so anyway i got really upset about all that for a while and now i don't hate the d-backs right they got no beef with the d-backs anymore it has shifted entirely to houston i of all the teams that the yankees have ever faced in the playoffs and that has now happened repeatedly uh i i will never get over that aroldis chapman home run that he gave up and where he smiled and oh Dude, that was my was next that? thought. Was that potentially Araldus Chapman was your was your playoff opponent, despite wearing pinstripes that year? <laughs> the person I I hate the most, the team I hate the most, was Araldus Chapman from 2017. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. But no, it's the Astros, and as as we've talked about a million times, we know why. But um, like, uh, here's my official position. As a fan of the game, I'm over it, right? I'm I'm not interested right. in the trash can scandal anymore. I don't mm-hmm. I don't care to bring it up other than contextually. But as a Yankees fan, I will never let that die, ever. I'll ne- it's never going to go away because it's just burned a hole in the in the legacy, and I am still angry. But as a baseball fan, it's like okay, we're moving on. Everything's fine. I wish they'd have got right. hit a little harder, but that's it. Right. But as a Yankees fan, if I get to hate a team for playoff reasons, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I get it. I get it, man. And is there is there anybody in particular, like on any of those teams that you just are like is like at the top of your list? Like the hater, the the one I hate the most? Yeah. Yeah. The player? Yeah. Oh, you get you had to ask me that. So, and and to be fair, like for for to context, be like, to be fair, uh, it's not like personal, right? Like not like I hate oh, this yeah. guy personally. Like I, no. <laughs> I dislike all his Instagram pictures. And no, no it's just like as a player, he a guy that nuts. you, yeah. yeah, yeah, Alex Bregman, yeah, it just drives me nuts. I, I don't know why. He's and he has every right to have a chip on his shoulder. He was picked number two. He was the best out of college. Uh, <laughs> he I went mean, to LSU. I, he went to LSU. Underdog, right? Yeah, total underdog. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he deserved to be the number one pick that year. And I think that he has played with a chip on his shoulder for a long time. It's probably not so much anymore, but it was for a while. But now he's turning around and maybe going to get, uh, you know, uh, what's the politically correct term? hosed by the Astros on this extension thing or maybe going to free agency or whatever it is. And he's going to have another chip on his shoulder. Like 
So I'm I'm becoming a little more sympathetic to Alex Bregman, but for the longest time until about right now, uh, he's been one of the guys that I just enjoy not being happy with. Yeah, and I get that. Love yeah. to hate him. Yeah, for sure. For, so for me, for a long time, it was Jose Altuve. Like there was nobody for sure higher on that list, right? And I think we talked yeah. about that in like episode three. Yeah. Something like that, this show. Yeah. And he's still up there. But for baseball reasons, though, specifically baseball reasons, it's it's Jordan Alvarez. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he and it and it's because <laughs> and like legitimately, Brick, I love to hate the guy because I if he's not playing the Mariners, I'll watch every at bat because that dude is so captivating and so good. And I will he really revel is. in every single home run he hits. I'm like, as long as they lose, it's okay that he hits homers, right? Yeah, yeah. But like when he plays the Mariners, I just like a mess every single time because mm-hmm. like it's going upper deck. You got to know yeah. it's going upper deck every single time because he that's where he puts him. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's a Mariner killer, and it's just like Mike Trout. Like I love Mike Trout to death, but man, when he plays the Mariners, I I'm a mess. Yeah, because he he's just like, he's a killer. There are certain guys who kill certain teams, and those are two of them in the division. I'm glad Otani's gone because he was a third. Yeah. Well, yeah, no doubt. So I agree with yeah. that. Anyway, but baseball family, let us know. Remember, three teams, the Yankees. If you're a Yankees fan, tell us, confirm with us that you hate the Red Sox. You Please let us know you're okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then a division rival and a rotating playoff opponent. So yeah. let us know. And let us know who your rotating playoff opponents have been over the years, right? Like I said, mine yeah. was Cleveland for a long time. Now it's Houston. Uh, or no, it's not Houston. Houston is my division rival. It's, now it's Toronto. It's the Blue Jays. And mm-hmm. Briggs is Houston. But yeah. But let us know who it is. Put it in the comments. So, drop in the mailbag. We want to hear. And we would love to share some of these if we get some. So, yeah. But uh, baseball family, before we go, don't forget to follow us on social media. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you can. Um, if you're on the YouTube machine, uh, drop a like down there and subscribe as well while you're here because that helps us out more than you know. But until next time, thank you for joining us. We will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.